1: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community a Podcast. I am super excited because we have an awesome guest on the line this week with an awesome story and an awesome topic. Uh, and even cooler she's also a fellow australian like me she's from queensland so um just in advance my apologies for kicking your ass in sport every year all the time um but it's you know nothing personal we're a big state, cool estate it is what it is a uh, little bit about this person she walked worked in corporate for a very long time and was very successful at it uh she accidentally ended up in online coaching but don't know how that happens but i'm sure we'll, we'll find it out uh, and now she's generating about a million dollars a year off her membership which which is super impressive. Uh, and now she helps busy women build and scale their memberships without the hustle. So, without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Tony Bash. Tony, how are you?
0: Hi, Jono. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: No, thank you for coming on. Just pronounce that surname again for me Bash. Bash. Okay. So, I got it right. You did. You
0: nailed Good. it.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, Tony, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us?
0: I sure do. Um, I literally, I think probably for the last five or six years, I've said the exact same thing every single morning to myself, which is the purpose of my life is to live vivaciously in every moment and inspire others to do the same.
1: Love it. What was that? I missed that word. The the vivacious?
0: vivacious.
1: What is... What what does that mean? I'm actually not aware of that word.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So like energetically, positively, um, spirited, sprightly. Yeah. Like that kind of, um, yeah, vibe is, I guess, is, I don't know, the Oxford dictionary definition, but that's the vibe that comes with it.
1: Love it. Well, I've known you for about five minutes and I'm feeling that vibe already. So you're definitely doing that job. Um, All right. Now, Tony, you're in a very impressive position. I'm pretty sure every single person listening to this, you're kind of the dream. They're like, hold on, this woman's making a million dollars a year of a membership. You know, I want to do the same. Teach me how to do it. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to you here. What I'd like to start with is is your story first. Kind of you know, start where you want to start. You know, what were you doing? How'd you get into this online course space? Take as long as you want to take. And yeah, let us know a little bit of background. What did you do? What do you do now? How'd you get into it?
0: Yeah, for sure, Johnny. Um, so as you mentioned at the start, I kind of had a corporate career and I loved it. Like I wasn't one of those corporate haters and I, I quickly climbed the corporate ladder and I was um, a global vice president for a Fortune 500 company and, wow. you know, had the like ideal life. But I always felt like um, this probably wasn't the words I was using at the time, but in reflection that like I was made for more. I was made for more than just like sitting behind a desk, working a nine to five. I was made for more than like sitting in boardrooms and just affecting a small number of people. Like I wanted to multiply that and help a lot more people. And I'd always had a a pretty strong entrepreneurial spirit. Like I'd always had little side businesses um, along the way. And, but never, even though I was a qualified coach and like I coached all the time in my job, I'd never sort of, um, Pay, like had anyone pay me outside of the corporate world for coaching, and um, and so it was kind of funny because I went through a phase where I, you know I, I feel like sometimes the word's a bit overglorified, but it's the easiest way to explain it is I was almost burnt out um, in corporate because I was traveling, you know, at least fifty percent of the time, if not more. I was working crazy hours. Um, it was a lot, and I got sick. Like actually. Sick, but I, I wasn't getting better and I think I wasn't getting better because I just wasn't giving my body the time to heal mm. and I'd been going to the doctors and they couldn't figure out like you know they're like oh you've got an ear infection you got this you got that but they couldn't kind of get on top of it and I was like stuff this I'm going to figure it out for myself and there were certain things that I knew like if I exercise more I'll feel better and you know those sorts of things so I thought I keep having these goals to exercise, but I like want to go to the gym and I want to like hustle hard at the gym and like sweat it out for an hour. And so that would seem like really big and overwhelming. So I would say, okay, I'm going to do it on Monday. And then Monday was a busy day. Okay, Tuesday. And then it would continue on until it would get to Friday and I hadn't been to the gym. So I was like, oh, well next week. So I'm like, I'm going to break that and I'm going to set myself a goal of exercising every day for 30 days. But the exercise could just be like five minutes, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, this big intensive thing. I don't have to go to the gym. I can do it in my pajamas if I want to, but I just have to move my body for five minutes. So I did it for 30 days and I was like, well, it didn't suck. And I was starting to feel better. And then I said, okay, I'm going to do it for 90 days. And then anyway, it ended up becoming 365 days and got to the end of the year. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty big achievement. And my husband said to me, you should write a blog about this. And I'm like, I've never written a blog in my life. I didn't have a blog. Um, so I sat down before work and I bashed out this blog and I, uh, and he put it on, he's a runner. And he had this like dodgy little running blog that only friends and family read. Right. So, um, you know, no one was going to see it. It was more just like memorial, memorializing this blog. And so it went up and then somehow I still to this day do not know exactly how, but it got picked up by Ariana Huffington's publication Thrive, and it yeah. kind of went viral I don't know how many people have to see it for something to be considered viral but a lot more people than what I thought would ever see it saw it and so I you know had this entrepreneurial spirit and I'm like this is an opportunity Um, because I had all of these people reaching out to me like they were tracking me down on social media and saying how do I do the same and I'm like well I've done a, you know, I'm certified as a life coach. I'm certified as a business coach. I've done all this coaching. I've done all this self-development work myself. Like I'm not telling them I'm an expert, but I can tell them what I did and I can Mm. use some of the skills I've got to help them. So I decided to create an online course, but I knew nothing about online courses, literally nothing. So if you're new to Jono's podcast and you're like, oh, I don't really know much about uh, about online courses, I was there. And so I literally just said, Hey, I've decided I'm going to do this like course. If you want to come along, like here's how you can join. And I, I got my, it was a big girl. I got myself an email provider and a website. That was all I spent money on. I think it cost me $50 and I didn't know much about online marketing back then. So I just used my personal profile to promote it. I didn't spend a dollar on ads. I didn't have any fancy, um, anything, And it might, I just kind of had a landing page and my socials, and then it kind of sent them emails. And so my course was every day for 30 days, I would tell them how I created this habit of, um, you know, exercising every day and how you could apply that to all of these other things in your life. And about halfway through the course, which was literally, I would just write them an email every day and be like, this is what you need to do. And halfway through, they were like, I asked for feedback and they're like, this is amazing. This is transformational. Um, but it'd be better if you did video. And I was like, okay. Mm. So then halfway through, I started doing video. And, um, and so then that was my first online course that was created. Now, the funny part is, Jono, that you'll, you'll think this is funny, but you've got to know, like, I didn't have any context of online courses back then. And so I, um, I got 300 people that bought my first course, Wow. uh, any marketing, any marketing, and yeah. just personal profile. I didn't realize that was good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I that was normal. I'm like, oh, that, that that, just must be what happens. Like, this is normal. Um, so, but from there, like, I had great testimonials. So, I, I kind of did version two and version three. And after a while of doing it, um, I got a lot better at it. <laughs> I improved, my courses were better. But that's when I realized I had only taught them like one little piece of the puzzle Mm. and I actually saw the potential to teach them so much more and also help them with like ongoing accountability and those sorts of things. So I put a post um, kind of in my alumni group and said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about this thing where like how would you want to like to work with me? on a monthly basis as a group. And we can, you know, focus on these things and blah, 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 blah. And people, a whole bunch of people were like, yes. And I was like, okay, cool. And then like, I thought I'd created memberships. Like I thought I was the first person to be like, (laughs) I wasn't, but I was like so naive that that's literally what I thought. And so, but from there um, I got a little bit OCD about, I can get very intense about things sometimes and I kind of go all in. And so I got, I went all in on, learning every single thing i could mm. about being an amazing coach and about being um, an amazing online business owner and everything i could about um, online courses and memberships and use that to refine my own business which became very successful which meant that in turn a lot of people started coming to me for advice around how they could actually build their online courses and, memberships. and over time that just kept evolving and evolving where initially I was helping them one-on-one and then of course I quickly ran out of capacity to do one-on-one and so then I started doing um, small group and then I did um, a membership about creating you know it was kind of broader like online courses and memberships and all of those sorts of things and then I really realized that my sweet spot is memberships because not only because I've done a lot of it myself and I know a lot about it, but I'm really passionate about recurring revenue and I'm really passionate about the lifestyle business you can create around having an an online membership with recurring revenue. And so that's where I um, kind of found my sweet spot. And and now I've got a low ticket membership that helps people, um, you know, set up their own memberships and and grow them and scale them without sacrifice. And then the same, I have um, another membership that is um, for people that have really already started that growth curve and they're ready to seriously scale their memberships. And I love it. I'm literally living my dream life now, but it's kind of, you know, that funny journey to how you get places when you never really expect to, to get there.
1: Wow. That's amazing story. Super inspirational. I'm motivated hearing that, you know. Uh, let's break that down because some really cool things going on. One question beforehand. Let mm-hmm. me ask this. And I don't know if you can answer this. Approximately how many hours a day would you work? Now? Yeah.
0: So now I have 10 hours a week where I need to be like on and with clients or like
1: calls and
0: stuff with clients. Yeah, yeah, so calls and prep for calls. Yeah. Um, and then outside of that, you know, it's really, it can fluctuate a lot by the yeah. week. So some weeks, like next week, I'm I'm heading off to Hamilton Island and there will be no additional work outside yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. Actually, I've cut back on a few of my calls. Um, but, you know, other weeks, if I'm like, uh, you know, re-looking at a whole marketing strategy, yeah. I might spend, you know, an entire day, like just brainstorming that. But I would say on average, I, I wouldn't work any more than, you know, 20, 25 hours a week on average, but there'll be some weeks where it's the bare minimum and mean? other weeks where I'm like going more in. But I, I kind of just... Um, it's The joy of having your own business is you get to set your own deadlines. So I mm. kind of just lean in where I feel energetically. Like the last um, few months I wasn't well. And so I um, stepped back and didn't do much, but then now I'm like all in and doing more. And that's just what I do energetically is listen to my body. Well, I
1: think it's a good... Um, I- that's my definition of an ideal business as well. Cause I think there's a lot of people in the online space that may be making a lot of money, maybe more than you, but if they're working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours, it's kind of like, I mean, each to their own, you know, maybe they, maybe they, you know, prefer to work and they like making money and that's fine. But I think the sign of a good business, if it can run as much of without you as much without you as possible. So in your case, great. 10 hours kind of got to do some work, you know, like 10 hours a week, Eh, you got to check some, you know, do some calls, check some email, whatever, you know, it's, it's gotta be done. And then after that it's up to you, maybe you do want to drive, maybe like, you know what? I want to make more money. I'm going to put in 30, 40 hours. Or if you're like, no, you know, I want to just kick back and spend time with my partner and my family or whatever. So I think that's awesome.
0: Um, And I would just say as well that, you know, the up until I launched my um, membership that was helping people scale, I was doing a lot less, like it was somewhere between two and five hours a week um, Mm. that I was working, but I consciously decided not just for financial reasons, but for like fulfillment reasons that I wanted to do more and help more people. And and it was a really hard decision because I'm like, by doing this, I'm actually like cornering myself into working more, but I was so passionate about doing it that that was the right decision for me. But I think you know, you nailed it where you've got to figure out like what works for you. Design your life before you design your business. Design your life of like, you know, how many hours do you want to work? When do you want to work? Where do you want to work? Like design that first, you know, what's important to you first? Is it taking kids to school or is it running or like what is important to you first and doing that first and then designing your business around that. And that will help you define, you know, do you have a course or do you have a membership? That'll help you define like how many face hours do you have like there's just so much that you have to get right about that but you just don't want to be um unintentionally creating this like hustle business that you hate just to Mm. make money like money is not enough it's really not let's take a quick break
1: iHeartRadio, Radio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. You, my take on that, I think, I think starting off, you got to do some hustle, right? Or, or no, you don't have to. Like, it can help if you do some hustle starting off. What will happen with most people, in my um, experience, is they'll hit that revenue goal, where kind of it gets. After that, you get less happy each time. You know, it's kind of like. Let's say if you're struggling financially, okay, it's a big thing, you know, let's say you're making hundred thousand dollars a year now. Okay. You know, $200, $200, $200,000 a year. Okay. That's great. Above that, it's kind of like, it doesn't matter too much more in in my take. It's like the difference between, like, I feel the difference between say you're making 50,000 and 200,000 is huge, but between like 200,000 and 300,000, like you just don't get too much happier. That's when the other sort of stuff comes in. And I had a situation myself. I was able to get my business hundred percent hands off, so it was running hundred percent without me. I got depressed. What was I going to do with my and also me? I got no family, no um, partner. You know, it's like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, and and I'm not saying trap yourself into being one-on-one, but you can do what you've done, Tony, and be strategic. Hey, it runs without me, but I'm going to do this because it makes me happy. I mean, if I make a few dollars, great, but I'm doing it because it makes me happy. So. I love that. I'll put the links down in the show notes. Um, I want to break down that original story because there's some really cool things going on. And it's actually very similar to my first course as well. So you started website. You probably didn't even need the website, right? Like what did you have on that website? <laughs>
0: Yeah, actually, I'm trying to remember, I think all I had on there, Jono, was just the actual like landing page where it gave them a bit of information yeah. about it, where they could sign up. But there, I didn't have, like, I didn't have a platform, like a course platform, yeah, yeah. it was all delivered through email. So it was just, it was literally just the landing page I had on there.
1: And you, your email, you use MailChimp? Um, I,
0: I actually used Entreport because um, gotcha. I started to use MailChimp and very quickly ran into some of the MailChimp the applications. I'm sure yeah. that uh, I, I was to be polite. You can say yeah. they're crap, but I was trying to be polite. <laughs> um, and so I decided to go with Entreport, which back then was, I was kind of an earlier user of yeah. Um, You know, now, you know, Active Campaign wasn't really a thing now. Gotcha. We still use Entreport and love it, but we would if I would have had my time again, then I probably would have gone Active Campaign if it existed and was up and running.
1: What year was this? Out of curiosity, your first? That one?
0: Is a great question. I always forget that. I, it was like you know, two thousand and fourteen from memory. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it was like know. around then. Anyway,
1: same as me. Exactly the same time I launched my first. So yeah, well, because even looking at that, it's like with Entreport, you wouldn't have even yeah. you could have done the landing page on that. You know, yeah. and even now with with Active Campaign, you can do the the landing camp. You can do the the landing page on there. So it's kind of like your first online course you could have done with literally, maybe not MailChimp, not the free version anyway, but you know, for like um, couple, 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month with ActiveCampaign or something similar, that's all you need there. And I think that's that's amazing there. Um, and I think it's also good because it's like, and I, let me, yeah, so let's go. And then there was 300 people off the bat. So it's kind of like um, you're sold ugly in, in in a word. You know, I think a lot of course creators are like, all right, let me put together you know, the, all the prettiest landing page and all these webinars and these good slides and these fancy videos. And then it doesn't kind of sell you've sold ugly. It's like, all right, I've literally got a landing page and I sold 300. And I yeah. think that's how, you know, you're on to something that's yeah. like, I sold 300 with bare minimum. Imagine if I actually put some effort, not saying you didn't put effort into it, but you know what I mean? If I put um, more effort into it, look what could have happened. So I think that's amazing there. Question with, when you switched over to video, how did you start delivering the, the videos?
0: Vimeo and sent them the link in the email.
1: There we go. Yeah.
0: It was like very low
1: tech. 100%. Well, the yeah. reason I, I say that, so my first course was, a, was a, an ebook, right? Or in other words, a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF, right? With unlisted YouTube videos linked in there, which is very similar to what you did. And to be fair, I think the tech was different then. I don't think there was as much, as easy as it is now to, you know, get a free version of New Zendler or Teachable, you know, it's, so it was, it, it's changed. Oh, I don't know. What's your take?
0: Well, I agree with you. Like, I do feel like it was kind of simple because you had less options. Yeah. I feel like now it gets complicated because there's so many options, yeah. but I think that people have got to get out of their head And stop that procrastination and overthinking and just choose something like if it sucks and it's not great, change it down the track. But sitting there and spending, you know, a million hours trying to decide, should I go Kajabi or New Zealand or Active, um, sorry, Access Alley or, you know, or or, 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 like it's not great. And the same as should I go Active Campaign or Entrepreneur, like it really, it doesn't. It may matter longer term, but what's going to get you more progress now is actually just doing something rather than sitting there trying to figure all of that out, if that makes
1: sense. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think you hit nail on the head. We're on the start. It doesn't matter because it's kind of like, especially if you've got one course, you know, like if you've got one course. It, any of them will do the job, you know? Okay, it's a bit different if now you're integrating different things and you've got multiple courses. Okay, then it becomes a bit more of, a, of an issue. But starting off, yeah, 100%. And, and I'll go um, deeper on that. One of the first really good courses I did was by, you know, Digital Marketer. Do you know who they are? Yeah, Digital Marketer. Did their their email marketing course, right? $5,000 paid for it back in those 2014 or something, right? What platform do you think they used?
0: No idea, but Dropbox,
1: Dropbox, Dropbox Dropbox (laughs) link with videos. But it was sick. Like I got a link. It was you know, unit one, unit two. It was easy. I'm like, all right, let me open folder one. Okay, here's the first video I watch. Okay, here are the templates in here. You know, great. It folder two. You know, it was sick. It had nothing to do with the the course. It was really good. Just just for that. So I think that's cool. Um, Just so, how did you get 300 people? Did you have a big network in your your personal? presence or like
0: the same as what any person would have on their Facebook as gotcha. just like regular friends you know now that we're a business owners you know we tend to have business contacts and stuff on Facebook as well but back then it was literally just personal friends but um i yeah i literally promoted it on my own personal facebook um and when i say promoted it like we're not talking hardcore i'm like hey here's my blog and then a whole bunch of people was like this is really cool and then i was like hey I'm running like a course to help you do the same thing as I did in my blog. And like, you know, people commented and then I did the same on LinkedIn. Like that was literally it. Um, There was nothing else to it. I think the secret um, in how I got so many people, and it's something that I think a lot of people don't do today because they're looking for like the quick and easy option. But I think sometimes... Um, the quick and easy options aren't as quick and easy as you think, and this yeah. is still really powerful. But it was um, reaching out one on one. So yeah. basically, everybody that commented, I then started a DM with them, yeah. and I, you know, chatted with them—not heaps—but I chatted with them and said, like, hey, I'd really love for you to get, you know, get into this. And and most people, I, I don't know if it was most, but a lot of people said yes. And you know, back then it was easier um, to DM. Like I, I mm-hmm. did get shut down by Facebook, but they weren't as fussy as what they are now. Um, So now you have to be a bit more strategic with how you do your outreach. But I think that those unscalable conversations are still so powerful, particularly when you're starting out, like Mm. you can can spend months trying to grow your email list, or you can spend, you know, a, a bunch of money trying to automate things and all of this stuff, or you can just have some of these unscalable conversations to kick things off and get moving. And once you've got that momentum and you've got Um, you know, testimonials, and you've got raving fans that you can use to leverage, that's when you can kind of take it to the next stage and start to um, do things a little bit less organically.
1: Love it. That's some of the best advice I've I've ever heard. One of my favorite quotes, Tony, I can't remember who said this, but it's um, probably Russell Brunson, or one of those people anyway, where it's like, um, everyone wants to make money while they sleep. But before you do that, you need to make money while you're awake. And I think that summarizes that there, like, don't get me wrong in an ideal world, you know, I'm sure everyone would love to have this automated funnel, Where you make a Facebook post, someone opts in, they watch an automated webinar, they get three or four, like, and that's fine. But to do that from the start is so hard because like, you don't know what people want, you know? And the only way to really know is when I started, I was more a phone call guy. It was more like, right, give me a number, you know, give me a call. And but it's the same sort of thing as DM. It's just having that conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: because uh, I think I feel that's how you learn what's scalable. Because it's like in my experience anyway, like I would get on a phone call with someone, yeah, right. What do you do? Here's the course. Do you want to buy it? If they oh, I was a bit more strategic than that, but in, in a nutshell. And if they said no, well, why not? Well, because of this reason here. Great. Go and add that to the course, you know, the next person. And then there's only so many no's I could sort of get before I'm like. Whatever this person wants, it's in the course. And then once I had that conversation, it's like, well, I know what people want. Now I can put that on the landing page. Now I can put that on the email. You know, now it can be scalable there. So I think that's really good advice. And I think it's like, because there's kind of like, there's always the dream, you know, hey, make money on the, and he's a good point. That's what Tony does. She works 10 hours a week and makes a million bucks. That's the dream life, right? But she didn't do it off the bat. You know, she started off by making Facebook posts and sending a heap of DMs one on one. Did did you want to? Can I tell you?
0: Well, no, I was just going to say, though, Jono, that's how I started. But can I tell you that, and this wasn't an intentional strategy, it was just something that happened. But not that long ago, I had a $100,000 month. And guess what I did? DMs. I made a personal post on my Facebook. I sent DMs in follow ups. I sent one email. There we go. And and so what I did eight years ago versus what I did today, nothing changed and it still worked. Now, yes, I was selling a high ticket product and yes, Mm. on my personal Facebook, I have a a number of my ideal clients hanging out, but I I didn't have that in the beginning, you know, but that same strategy, you don't have to get overly sophisticated. I didn't have a sales page for that launch. Mm. I had a PDF That i sent via dm and that this was last year (laughs) like you know um, (laughs) know, this is this is not because it it, yeah you just can't sometimes replicate the power of like a a dirty messy launch Mm -hmm. and just giving people what they want Mm -hmm. if you give them what you they want it doesn't matter the mechanism for how you deliver it. Like yeah. no one's going like, oh, oh, I want to get that course because it's on New Zenly or I want to get yeah. that course because it's on or I want to join that membership because it's on Kajabi. Nobody cares. Yeah. They care about, they've got a problem. You've got a solution. They want to, you to help them get to their ideal state. Like they don't actually care how the sausage is made. They just want to yeah. eat the sausage, right? And so we've got to stop getting hung up on having these like perfect landing pages and these perfectly formatted courses, like I'm not saying put rubbish out there in the world either, Mm -hmm. but you know, sometimes it's just better to focus on like, how can I give people what they want and how can I get them results and, and, you know, starting from there and each time and evolving
1: it. 100%. And it's like, I think, especially for, or either way, but especially for someone starting off, it's like, do the, the, the messy launch first. And now you've got some money coming in. Okay. You can probably, you probably got some more time on your hands now. You know, if you've already got, if you've got a job as well, great, quit that job, you know, and now you've got all this time on your hands, you know, or even if it wasn't that, okay, great. you got more money coming in. Maybe you hire a cleaner, you know, maybe you hire, maybe send whatever it may be. Right. you've got time back and then you can focus on these things, but like, um, yeah, get some of that success first. So awesome. Right? Super motivational there, Tony. Uh, let's maybe do some, some tips now. So let's say someone's uh, listened to this and they're like, all right all well and good for you, Tony, you know, great that you made 300, you know, um, people off the, the bat and great that you make a million bucks a year, but how do I do it? What, what's your number, either what's your number one tip, or if someone wants to emulate what you've done, what's the foot? Fir- the first thing is obviously sign up for your membership and we'll put all the links in the show notes. Oh, cool. um, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. And then after they've done that, what's the the next thing they need to do to kind of emulate your success?
0: Yeah, look, I, like, I don't think it's it's overcomplicating things, Jono. I think it's a lot of what we just talked about. Like, you know, everybody gets sick to death of hearing about ideal client avatar mm-hmm. and niching down. Like, you know, I get it. I'm not going to go on a rant about that. Like, I'm sure everybody in your, your community has heard it a million times, but oh, yeah. you just really need to know like who you're helping and what their big problem is. Because if you can provide a solution to that problem, like that's the starting point. I see so many people um, start by creating a course outline or start by building a membership and like, you know, spending hours um, thinking about like the detail of what's inside their membership and they don't spend enough time actually really understanding who they can help and what they need help with. Um, so that's the first thing, which sounds, you know, stupid, but it, it really is that. And then the second thing is just taking imperfect action. Like, you know, we've talked about it a lot in this episode and, and you know, that wasn't what we you know, set out to talk about, but, you know, it, it's doing things um, badly, but getting them done you're going to either have two outcomes. You're either going to win or you're going to learn, right? Like you're either going to have a really successful launch or whatever it is that you're doing, or you're going to learn exactly what went wrong. And I can promise you that learning it in practice versus theory doing like a bunch of (laughs) courses yourself or joining a bunch of memberships yourself and like doing it and just (laughs) taking that imperfect action is going to trump you know, anytime time um, spending hours and hours and hours um, studying. Like I always say, like, by the way, I'm a lifelong learner. I love learning. Mm-hmm. I'm always doing courses and joining memberships and stuff myself because I geek out on that stuff. But you can't forget that when you're learning, you're not earning, right? Mm-hmm. So you've mm-hmm. got to sometimes get out of that learner stage and just take that imperfect action and make it happen.
1: Love it. Such good points. I feel if, if someone just followed those two things, for a year they would be in a, a completely different situation they are now and i'll piggyback off those a little bit i love just that who do you help and, and what are you helping with because i feel if you don't have that nothing else really matters and and this is a little test i do when i speak to course creators and i'll say right you know tell me about your business what do you do i can tell if they're going to be sick or how, how soon it will be um when they're going to be successful based on the way they answer that if they answer it student or customer first they can usually be pretty successful very quick if they're like you know hey look I work with you know women that want to run their own business and they're super short they're, they're super short on time. Here are the mistakes they make you know, they always make these same mistakes. If they just did this 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 then they'd be better you know. So that's why I put this. If they answer it like that, I'm like okay this person's going to be successful. They just need the marketing tools right. If they answer it the other way, hey I've got this course. It's amazing you know it teaches this, it teaches it. I'm like okay let's go back a step though you know who's it for. So I I love that there. And yeah, I love imperfect action. It's like, um, I, I think a simple way to explain it, let's say you've got two people, let's say Tony and myself, and I want everything to be perfect. So I spend a year creating my course, which isn't unusual. I knew, know heaps of people, I'm not saying it's right, but I know a heap of people that have spent a year creating that course, right? Because they want it to be perfect. Say that's what I do. On the flip side, Tony does it in, let's even call it three months, all right? And it's not great. It's okay, you know, but it's not great cool. You know, she got a few people, she learned from it. So she does another one in three months time. It's even better. Then another one in three months time, another one in three months time. Now a year later, I'm launching my first course, which I want to be perfect. And it'll still, it's still not going to be perfect. Tony's gone through it four times. Her course is going to be way better than mine just because she took perfect action. So love that there um tony i'd like to hear a little bit about your membership on a few different sides of things i'm curious about the money side of things so i know one of your specialty is you know it's not a well i know you've got a high ticket and a low ticket one but i am curious on both of those let us know a little bit about how they work a to give yourself a bit of a plug and if anyone's listening great but also just for the the, the the business model i'm curious of okay you know how much does she charge how many people in there what do they get yada 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 so let us know a little bit about your membership slash memberships
0: Yeah, for sure. So I've got um, one called the Five Minute Membership. And so the reason it's called the five minute membership, it's it's a five minute lesson and a five minute action five days a week. And the goal is to help, you know, busy membership owners get to five figure months. So, you know, have to go with a lot of fives. Um, so that's um that's the goal. And it's um, I'm really excited actually. We've um we've just completely revamped it. Um so um it it got unruly because you can imagine delivering five minute lessons, Mm -hmm. you know, five times a week is um a lot. So we've gone back and, and really done a refresh on it and so we're relaunching it um at 97 a month so we're really excited about that it was a little bit less than that before um but what the upgrades we've added i i honestly think it's probably worth you know probably five yeah. times that i'll
1: Six jump, in a, I'll jump in a real. sec here what i like about that is the five minutes because yeah. i think what in today's society info isn't as valuable as it used to be it's kind of like infos everywhere right and like i'm not sure what you're covering there but i'm i'm somewhat confident i could maybe youtube a lot of it or google a lot of it if i really wanted to however for me to google and youtube I'd probably been spent hours trying to find this info right what i think is more valuable than info now is time if yes. you can say hey here's all this stuff out go and spend a couple of hours a day doing it yourself and i'll show it to you in five minutes i'm going to yes. take that that quicker one you know or if someone's like he's an hour lesson a day and tony's is five a day go with Tony's you know I can actually do it and I might even pay more for it than that so I think that's a a good message for everyone listening you know value doesn't have to be the info value can be in the time that you save
0: exactly and that was the catalyst for us creating it because what we found and you know block your ears course creators Mm because I do love you and I am not anti-course but what we found is um so many of our customers would like start a course and then never finish the course because they're busy oh, yeah. so they would yeah. start with great intentions and they would buy a two thousand dollar course and then they would you know start it and then they would never get through it because it became really overwhelming and it wasn't super action oriented so even if they got yeah, yeah. through to the end of the course they had learned a bunch of, bunch of theory but they haven't implemented anything and so that's why you know, it's not easy for me to get things down into five minutes, but the reason that I do it is literally the lesson goes for five minutes. And at the end of the lesson, I tell you now go and do this. And that task, if you're not dilly-dallying, should not take you any more than five minutes. And so we focus on making a tweak a week so, you know, you join us in 52 weeks you will have made 52 tweaks to your business yeah, and yeah. literally only spending less than an hour a week to make those tweaks and whether you binge watch and do them all in an hour or you do 5 minutes a day it's up to you but it's it's about making it simple and making it really action oriented and our people aren't complete newbies like we don't have to explain Super, like they've heard what of magnet, Avatar before, or they've yeah. heard of lead magnets before. So, we just really get into like, here's how you would create an awesome lead magnet. Like, yeah. but like, step one, do this now, go do that thing, not get hung up on learning in theory, you know, how to create the best lead magnet in the world. It's like, actually, let's get it done. So,
1: love that. Can I ask you have to answer this? Can I ask how many members you have in that hundred dollar a month?
0: Yeah. So we've got, well, I don't even know right now, um, but we've got a couple of hundred, you know, at the moment. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like it's it's definitely um, getting up there. And and to be honest, we've taken a backseat from it because we wanted to take this time to refresh and restart everything because it was getting a bit, um, things that I hate in memberships is where you can't find everything you want yeah. and we are starting to fall victim yeah. to that. So I'm pretty excited about um, our relaunch and, you know, getting it out there because I think What's really cool about it is like we are just changing so many people's businesses and lives with it. Mm. And to do even more people, that's like going to be incredible.
1: Love it. Okay. Your high ticket membership. This is the one I'm even more interested in. What's the the price point? What do we get?
0: Yeah. So scale society. um, It is um, $9.97 a month at the moment, um, which um, honestly, (laughs) my coach, um, continually tells me how grossly undervalued it is. So Mm -hmm. we will see um, how long it stays at that price point. Um, But yeah, so basically how that works and why it takes a lot of my time is we work very closely and intimately with a small number of people. And they all have um, existing um, memberships and or courses, and they are looking to scale them without sacrifice. So our goal is to help them uh, double their revenue and halve their working hours. And so we go through and really break down you know how to attract um, retain sorry attract convert and retain in a way that helps them scale without sacrifice so um, it involves it's it's I call it an experience um, because whilst it's a membership it's a monthly recurring um, investment it is also um, it's also like a combination like I didn't just want a mastermind because sometimes when you just have a mastermind there's a lot of like chatting, but not a lot of, um, I guess, implementation or learning. Um, We didn't want to have it as just teaching because no one just wants to learn more information. We didn't want to have it just as coaching. So it's really encompasses masterminding, coaching, um, you know, yeah, masterminding, coaching, uh, hot seats. Uh, We do do some one-on-one with them, like they get strategy sessions with us and um, momentum sessions with us um what else am I forgetting we do a scale session each week where we're actually um teaching them a technique to scale but we don't just teach them we actually give them the templates give them feedback and review on their stuff so yeah it's um it's really like, honestly, it's incredible. I love it. I pinch myself every day because I work with literally the best people. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's pretty intense. Like we do four calls a week with those folks. They don't have to come to all four, but to cover different time zones and all those sorts of things. Plus we do a quarterly um, retreat intensive virtually with them. So, yeah, oh,
1: so- is it always virtual? Even non-COVID times, would it be? Yeah,
0: so we've only launched it since COVID started. Um, so um, I, I have mixed feelings on whether or not it would be virtual because I love catching up with people in real life. Yeah. Um, and pre-COVID times, we did actually have an in-person retreat booked that we had to cancel. But I also appreciate as a busy business owner, I don't necessarily want to get on the plane every quarter to travel potentially to the other side of the world for two or three days to travel back. And so I have mixed feelings. I think if we did do it in person, it would maybe be like once a year. Cause I know yeah, myself. Fair. I have said, there's a mastermind in um, the U S that I have considered being a part of for probably four or five years. Yeah. And instead of investing in that mastermind, I do a one-on-one with that coach every year. It's the same financial investment yeah. for one day one-on-one versus the mastermind. I just don't have the desire to travel to the U S four times a year. Um, that just doesn't light me up. Like I love traveling, but not yeah. to the same place <laughs> you yeah. know, to, to sit there. That just doesn't light me up. So
1: good point. I'm just thinking it. I'm torn, right? Cause I'm, yeah. I'm much a face-to-face person. Yeah. Um, if it was Australia, I would, you know, mm-hmm. so I've, I've signed up to 12 month masterminds before in Australia, um, yeah. in Victoria, right. Melbourne, where it was, you know, I think maybe even I don't know, four or five days every 12 weeks. It was yeah. sick. Yeah. You know? It was, it was like, cause Sydney to Melbourne, it's an hour flight, right. you know?
0: Yeah. So I think you're right. If it was Australia, I, I would totally be yeah. down personally, but it's really hard
1: yeah um, us
0: we're i so far from
1: everything <laughs> i still would you know i still would if i was it's kind of like yeah i mean it depends on the thing I, I i would do it if i was all in on the the membership i'd be like like as as a student you know i'd be like you know what i would go to america four times a year but i would have to be all in. Yeah. you know it's like if it's a half kind of one maybe not um So that makes sense, 997. And is that a a month-to-month thing? Is it a minimum sort of term someone signs up? How does that one work there, the 997?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a minimum of twelve months for that one. Um, Two reasons. One is that you know scaling takes time. Like I could tell you tomorrow, go do this one thing, and it would make a lot more money. But it's not necessarily going to be sustainable. Like I need to pull apart your entire business and look at it from all angles. And quite frankly, you've probably got some foundational things broken that we have to fix before we can, you know, really um, scale it. So it's a minimum twelve month commitment for that reason. But also. I, um, you know, we talked about this, um, before we, we went live on this chat. Like I, I don't, I'm not somebody that wants to really sell and hustle. Mm. Like I want you to be all in like, I want you to be like, I want to work with Tony because I know she can change my business. I know she can change my life. And, and I, and I feel like you committing for 12 months is saying that, and if you're not ready to do that, that that's okay with me. I'm not judging you for that. But I want you, when you choose to work with me at that level, like I want you to be all in. I don't want you to be um, sort of considering like, oh, should I, you know, should I, or shouldn't I, and oh, maybe I'll just try it for a month or two. Like if if you're there, you're not ready to work with me. And I I hope that doesn't sound arrogant, but that's how I want people to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So a couple of questions with that. So numbers wise, I'm doing the math in my head. Do you have like 40, 50 people on that package?
0: Not yet. Um, the, the, the additional revenue is from another membership that we oh, had in broke gotcha. down. So that's why the numbers don't add yeah, up. So I was,
1: was going to say, <laughs> I'm impressed if there's 40, 50 on that, how so, much in, in that membership?
0: Yeah, no, we're small now. Like we only gotcha. launched recently. Um, we launched it um, September last year. So we're small now, but um, the idea is to build that up to 30. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I ideally look, I'm not, I'm not somebody that um, I'm a, I'm a numbers person, but I also like to, you know, feel like if it doesn't feel right, I'm happy to go try and make those numbers somewhere else in my yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't feel right. But the goal is to take it to 30 this year and yeah. then we're going to reestablish and because I would rather double or triple the price and keep that a really small intimate group where everybody actually knows each other and we build this really amazing community of people supporting one another in their businesses, only selecting the right people at the right level. Um, That's more important to me than having big. And, And I have this debate with my coach all of the time because he's like, but you could make so many more sales. And I'm like, yeah, I literally, when I opened the doors, I only, I only approved because people had to apply for this. Yeah. I only approved 60% of people who applied yeah, because absolutely. I wanted to keep the right calibre of people together. I wanted them to fit the culture. There was certain, you know, benchmarks they had to make financially to be in it. Like there was a lot of criteria that went into choosing because it's for me, it's about more than just the money. If I wanted to yeah. just have money, I, I, I could have had that membership at 100 by now but it's not, it wouldn't have lit me up. It wouldn't have been the right people. It would have meant more hustling on my side because I would have more people to juggle and that's not what I want. So we'll see, maybe 50, um, but 30 for now is kind of the, the goal because I don't want it to be massive.
1: Yeah. Love it. Well, and and
0: sorry, the other thing that probably doesn't add up for you as well, Jono, is all my numbers are US dollars. So in Australian, oh, okay. foods, that's like a gazillion dollars as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. So how, do you know how much you make Australian dollars per year?
0: That's the million. So it's a million Aussie.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that's awesome.
0: why, it, it, you know, yeah, yeah, a, a, yeah, yeah, say yeah. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, nothing, you, gotcha. no, so, you know, making a, a million dollars in the US, that's like 10 times as much. As I'm yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It, right? No, it's because because it's the same. I work in Australian dollars as well, mainly with my bank account because it sounds better, you know, um, but then it, it obviously doesn't always relate with US, so um. Okay, this signal's a bit jumpy, but that's right, because we're, we're coming to the end anyway. There's just a couple questions I like to finish off with, Tony. Um, this one will be an interesting one. So this is the course creator community. One of the most common questions we get is around course platforms. I think you're in the same boat as me, where for someone starting off, it doesn't really matter. Pick one and go. But in saying that, I'm curious to what your platform of choice is. What do you use, Tony?
0: We have two different ones. Um, our favourite one is Searchy, mm. um, which we just transitioned to recently. Um, and we love it just because it's so easy to use and everything's transcribed and everything's searchable. We love it. But it doesn't um, yet, because they're still adding more things to it, it doesn't yet have enough bells and whistles. Um, So that's what we use for our scale society. It doesn't yet have enough bells and whistles to do everything we want it to do for the 5-Minute Business. So for the 5-Minute Business, we use Access Alley because it's just got so much progress tracking functionality and tagging functionality. Like, it's just next level. And and I think Access Alley, in my opinion, is gold standard, but it's more expensive than most and it's more techie Mm. than most so um you know i recommend that if you're willing to do the techie um side of things but um yeah but i i really i love Searchy the most um but it doesn't quite check all the boxes for everything
1: interesting quick question access alley i'm not i've heard of it but i'm not over familiar is that focused on membership sites
0: no no i think it's actually yeah no i think it's actually i don't know if it's more courses or more memberships but it definitely started off more courses so um it does give you more membership options like a lot of people use kajabi for their memberships but that's more built for courses and so they have to sort of you know try and make it work for memberships whereas um access alley is more fluid but i think um you know honestly access alley is one of the most incredible platforms you'll see but it is just um, like my husband is an incredible tech guy and I remember him trying to set it up initially and he was pulling his hair out and the, mm. the training courses that they have, all the, the help is amazing, but typical man, sorry, Jono, didn't, didn't want to read the instructions <laughs> or listen to the videos, just wanted to jump straight in and do it. And it's not as intuitive as like a search or a Kajabi or a new genlier. It's not as intuitive, but the payoff is that you can have it so customized. Like what you can mm. build In Access Alley is like next level and beautiful and so intuitive from a student perspective, just from a setting up perspective. It's a bit more labor intensive.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm obviously more a course guy. I've got memberships as well, but it's kind of like I use my course software and then I'm like, ah, how could I also use this as a membership? So most um,
0: people do. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and then Searchy, Interesting. So I asked this question to everyone, right? For years. Never heard Searchy before except for the guests that just came on just before you. Uh, do you know Bobby Clink? Do you know who he is? Oh, well?
0: I, I know who he is. I don't know him personally, but I yeah. we've, we've been in similar circles. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, he was because he's in the kind of Amy Porterfield circle. You know, he does a lot of work there. And Searchie um, is Stu McLaren's software, I believe. It, yeah. it is. Yeah. So if, if you listen to this on the podcast, you probably just heard, and you listened last week, you probably heard Bobby say the, the same thing. But yeah, so he, and he said the same thing as you, he's kind of like, Hey, you know, it's a new one, you know, it's constantly getting better. He recommended it as well for those same reasons, but he's like, eh, it's not quite ready for everything yet, but it, it may be. So I think like,
0: honestly, Jono, like my opinion would be for the vast majority of course, creators and membership creators, it will do everything you need. I think Mm. what we have with the five minute business Mm. is because it is like, so many lessons and so many, like, it's, it's quite a complex membership. Like, I don't think, I think for the vast yeah. majority of people in your audience, like, what search you could do now would check enough boxes um, it, and, and they're literally adding stuff every, you know, every couple of weeks there's a new thing that they're rolling out.
1: There we go. I might have to, you got an affiliate link? You want me to put that in there? I do have an
0: affiliate link, but <laughs> I, I, I promote show. it even without the affiliate
1: link. So. I'll put, I'll put, give me your link and I'll put it in the show notes.
0: Okay,
1: um, <laughs> okay. next question, Tony, is around mentors. So you've mentioned a couple of times you've, you've got a coach. You're a mentor for plenty of uh, women out there. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. And if you could answer this in a few different ways, if you could give us a paid mentor, So someone that you've paid money to their course, their membership, their coaching, whatever it is, uh, an unpaid mentor, someone that you've never paid, but you listen to their podcast or follow them on social or whatever it may be. Uh, and then a book that you recommend every person should read if they want to be successful in the, the online business space. So mentors paid, unpaid and book.
0: Okay. Mentors paid. Um, Stu McLaren is absolutely my number one. Like, um, he, he, he's the membership guy. Like I am memberships, but I am not trying to be Stu. Like he and I actually had this conversation, like we're very different in how we teach and what we teach is very different, even though we um, are both memberships, but I learned so much from him and and not just about memberships. Like he and I have worked one-on-one quite a few times. And, you know, whilst he leads with memberships, like he is just an incredibly intelligent man and knows so much about um, business and online business and just has a beautiful way of, looking at things and thinking about things differently and he's just a wonderful person as well so he would i mean there's so many others i could mention and if you're listening um it's not that i don't love you but <laughs> don't know me one um so um, she would be my one paid person um unpaid that's um that's a really interesting question i i think is it okay if i have like bought one of their programs but it's like periphery i haven't really yeah like, you haven't close. done
1: their their major one, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, it, okay. You're going to buy someone seven dollars. I'm like, I'm trying to think of who was. I've
0: never like given a cent to, and not because <laughs> there's nobody I listen to, but I always go, oh, they're really cool. I'm going to work yeah. with them more. Um, but I would say Jesse Itzler. Um, so Jesse, if you're a woman, you'll know Jesse because he's married to Sarah Blakely, who was the founder of Spanx. And if you're a man, you'll know, I'm generalizing here, um, you'll know Jesse because he um, started a jet company that um, got sold to uh, NetJets and stuff. And he wrote an NBA, I don't know, I'm, I can tell I'm the girl. I'm way more into this <laughs> thing. Um, he wrote an NBA song that became a bestseller song for the NBA and he invented Zico coconut water and sold that to Coca-Cola. Um, so that's Jesse. But what I love about Jesse, um, and you know, and he and I have chatted one on one on one, um, and and he didn't take a cent from me for that. Um, He he is so living in integrity with um, living your life first and then having your business second, and he um, he's just such a great role model for that. And he does all sorts of crazy things. He um, he's actually he also invented a thing called twenty nine oh twenty nine, which you can Google. But basically, it's it's summiting the height of Everest and you don't do it on Everest. You do it on a smaller mountain and, and Stu Mm -hmm. and myself and a whole bunch of other people are doing that later this year, um, you know, to go and do like Jesse's challenge because he does all of these crazy challenges, but he just really inspires me. And this isn't my book answer, but he's got a really (laughs) great book called living with a seal, which is um, it's kind of really like mindset related. Um, And so I really respect him as an entrepreneur, but I also respect him for what he's done outside of his entrepreneurial enterprises.
1: Awesome. Book.
0: Book. Um, so this is probably going to be a very weird choice because you said like that's helped your online business. But the book, and I actually had it on my desk up until yesterday. I'm kind of sad that it's not here, so I can't wave it in your face. But um, Jack Canfield, I oh, think now lovely. called The Success Principles, but the yeah. copy I've got is so old. It was called How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be or something like that. And that book, I read it when I was... Um, you know late teens early 20s and oh you're going to beat me to it jono you've got it oh yeah, uh, right. yeah see mine mine is um mine's like a really old dodgy cover so it's like red and it's got a lot of gold writing and stuff so you've got the upgraded version mine's so old the pages are yellow yeah. but um but yeah i i read that when i was like 18 or 19 and i tell you what jono i literally reread it on yeah. a I'm not i don't have like oh i reread it on you know the 3rd of february every year or anything but i regularly go back to it but the number of times like I feel like at least once a week when I'm coaching somebody or I'm talking about something or giving an example I would reference something back in that Mm. book and it's and it's the small things like um you know yesterday I was coaching somebody around the power of just asking you know we're always so afraid of um, getting rejected and getting no's but the reality is if you don't ask mm. you're never going the to answer's get no, the answer is no
1: if you don't ask the answer is no anyway so it's like exactly. may as well ask
0: exactly and if you ask and the answer is no well you're in no worse position than what you were before you asked so why yeah. not ask and so there's just Love really that. powerful concepts that are that are not specific to business or online mm. business but i think are so applicable to all areas of your life including business and you know, I just, I rave about that book. And I always joke, I feel like it was the first like personal development book that I read that maybe other people read it and they're a bit like underwhelmed because I talk it up so much. But for me, that book was so pivotal. And I don't think I'd be where I am now if it wasn't for that book.
1: I agree. I think it's definitely one of the top, the best books I've ever read. It's in, it's hard because there's so many good books, different reasons. But that's, I, I'm I, like, I'm like you. I think that book and Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. the two that I read every every year, I'll read it at least once. And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story with, with Jack Canfield. So my first um, online business was in the fit- – well, my first business was a personal trainer, right? Um, yeah, my first business was a personal trainer. And my first online business was helping other personal trainers get better at business, essentially. And I went to this convention in the USA, the biggest fitness business convention in, in the USA, and the keynote speaker was um, was Jack Canfield. I didn't know who he was at the time. I was only following fitness people, you know? I'm like, who's this Jack Canfield guy, you know? Do I even want to go to the keynote? And I heard it, and it was like the most transformational thing ever. He was speaking about, have you heard him do the thing with the word try? Have you heard him pick uh, up the pen?
0: You know what? Um, I didn't see Jack do that, but I've seen Tony Robbins do that. And it's- gotcha. How oh, right yeah, yeah.
1: did it change my whole life you know i removed the word try from my vocabulary after that and i was like this guy's sick you know and then he did another talk straight after watch that and then like I'm, I'm gonna google this guy and i'm oh, like what? this guy was in the secret this guy's actually a big name you know i can't believe i just you know thought he was a, a nobody and you know bought his book and yeah agree 100 it's one of the best best books i've ever read um hey we're a bit short on time tony so we'll start to wrap up um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that are like, you know, Tony's awesome. I want to connect with her. I want to follow her. Where's the best place to connect with you socially, Tony? Uh, not LinkedIn. I know because I tried to connect and yeah. I think it's, you still got your corporate job on there. So. <laughs> not LinkedIn.
0: Sorry. I haven't been on LinkedIn in, I think about five years. So apologies. Yeah. Please don't go on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> no, uh, probably Insta, um, is where I hang out the most so you can find me tony base on insta or same on facebook but i probably spend more time on insta
1: awesome all right um that's pretty much it for me is there anything i should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with
0: no just um super grateful to have had the chance to chat with you it's been fun
1: awesome all right thank you for your time tony Thanks so much for listening
0: to this episode of the course creator community podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode.